the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. A beautiful day here at Milberger's, 1604 and Bulverde Road. It's going to be hot, but it's sure pretty out here today. Not a cloud in the sky. And uh, some folks out here doing some gardening. We've seen, uh, uh, oh, you missed it. Uh, you would have uh, probably noticed it, neither grimaced or been happy, Mark. Uh, they bought uh, six Sinisa. Uh, Who? Who did? Uh, somebody was wheeling them out. They were taking them to the... And you know why they bought six? Why? Because they're on sale for three, four... Is or, it, or, or, they're 24-something. Oh, no, no, no. They're, they're all 24. Yeah. You don't have to buy combinations. We have other other items that are on sale for uh, combinations yeah. of three. That's why I forgot. I got that mixed uh, well, Another noticeable change. And they are city. all blooming. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about them in a second. What were you going to say, Calvin? Well, another noticeable thing was that there were four tables of uh, fall tomatoes. Oh. There's one oh. table left. Of all tomatoes. Oh, oh, is that? When we left, there were four. Yeah. Four, four yesterday. Now yeah. there's Bill, only Billy four. came right after the show. Billy, right. Billy knows better than to wait. <laughs> uh, you, you miss him. Billy was there. What's and, that? Uh, oh, you saw him? Yeah, you yeah, saw yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We both yeah, said yeah. hi. Yeah. Yeah. But he had he had the big carts out, and, and I knew. But the uh, even though the numbers are not as many as there were yesterday, the uh, varieties are still there. I went through this, mor- this morning to see, and... Uh, all the, you know, the tycoon and red snapper. And oh, good. Okay. Um, rodeo tomato, and our uh, oh the cherry tomato, uh, ruby, the, ruby, the crush. ruby crush. Yeah, and they have a large. They they have some on there. It's called large cherry. We don't know what that is, but we know our ruby crush. It's clearly identified. So you may want to get here now, like in the next hour or two. While we're here, wave at us as you pick up the tomatoes that you want. I picked up four more this oh, Cal- before Calvin buys yeah, I them. Yeah, it made me nervous that there's only one table full left. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not yeah. saying yes, I'm not saying no, but there's been talk. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. All right, 210 308 8867. Tell us what's going on in your gardening world. 210-308-8867. Well, I was going to wait for Trace, but uh, so, uh, yeah, I was mentioning as you drive around town, the Sinisa are blooming, 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 and whatever you believe that means, it, it, it does mean that they're gorgeous right now. So 
But I see all different sizes, and I don't know. Are there some varieties that don't get as big as others? Yes. Aha. Uh-huh. That's very important. Uh, okay. There, there's one uh, called uh, uh, Compacta. Uh-huh. Pretty logical. There's another one, I think, uh, Convento, um, that I think is small, but Trace may correct me. It's, it's more mid-sized. Um, and then there, uh, there's some Lynn Lorries, which yeah. are going to get uh, six feet. Get six oh, feet, five, six feet. Five, six feet? Yeah. So now the Lynn Lowry is different because it's a, it's a little different purple. It is. a di- Yeah. Uh, it, and it, it, it's not my taste. Okay. It, it's a lighter lavender-ish. I like. Oh, okay. I now, like, foliage. I like purple. Foliage is a little different color. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, uh, it's also a kind of a softer grayish color. Oh, right. okay. A little, yeah. Well, the uh, birds and the butterflies like it just yeah. as well as the other ones. So, but I, I, I like it. I was uh, because of the size and uh, it was uh, compact. We yeah. ran into it when we used to do the Mitchell Lake. Yeah, it was uh, it was right by us, and uh, we've said this before. It literally stopped traffic. I mean, yeah. people would be what is walking that? by with their wagon, mm-hmm. and what is that? And, and Jerry proudly would say what it was, and somebody would yeah, would, we would, would harshly trim it, a prune oh, it. Why? Every three years. Are you supposed to trim it partially? Yes. Okay, that's just, that's good for it. Yes. Well, well, you're supposed to be a little mean to it every every two to three years. Why? Uh, to keep it in bounds. Otherwise, it gets real leggy, real sparse in the middle. And so you want to keep it that's kind just, of somewhat that, compact. That's just the Lynn Lowry. No, no. Well, that's why. I, I, I'm sorry. Someone did that um, to the Lynn Lowry's. And then there was also one on the corner uh, or two on the corner with the regular ones. But the Lynn Lowry was right up in front. Right on the stairs. So if you uh, say, so Lynn Lowry would get up to six feet. Um, I would cut it if, back. If, if I don't get the Compacta or the whatever, Contego yeah. or? Uh, Convento. Convento. Like conventional. Yeah. Uh, convent. Okay, there you go. Was the, All the other varieties will get as tall as the Lynn's Legacy? Yes, yeah, okay. Yeah. But the Compacta will stay uh, shorter. Okay. So how fast do they grow? Oh, they could grow quite fast. Okay. That's why I didn't have any any hesitation on cutting them back. Okay. Severely. Very well, cool. The, one of the things that they're famous for too are the. It's one of the uh, most well native native plants and really a tough drought tolerant native plant that you can still hedge. Yeah. And trim. Yeah. That's what you right. see up and down Bolverde yeah. Road. Uh, and uh, that it'll continue to bloom. Yeah. So. And then, um, except it's a, it's a little unpredictable. If we have a droughty year, you don't see any blooms, right, No. Well, you we, I'm, the, these are so these these are screaming. It's going to rain. Yeah. Yeah, so it rained. All it, all it took was yeah. till July. Huh? Yeah. So it rained real heavy about eight days ago. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not going to lose faith, but go ahead. And okay. So so we're we're going we're going to expect them to, to predict the rain within eight to ten days. Okay. I'll give you 10 days. That's okay. fine. All right. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. And toll free, it's 866-308-8867. So, okay, I'll go back because, yes, they are on sale. And that always uh, kind of perks up my ears a little bit. 
And we'll find out from Trace what varieties they have. He had a white one that he got in mm -hmm. for a while, but I think it got sold pretty much the same day because it had blooms mm -hmm. on it. Yeah. And it was kind of unique. And uh, uh, Trace does have uh, Desperado, which is another variety. Now, that one is uh, a little bit more expensive. Uh, right. That's right. Uh, now, we're talking about uh, one of the unusual plants, the, right. the white dwarf Ruelia here right below, right. below right. us. We, uh, we got confirmation on it uh, uh, after the show by Trace because uh, it has some unique foliage. But the the white flowers are outstandingly pure white. Yeah, and they, and they look the exact shape of the the pinks and the and the blues that we really like. Yeah, yeah it's very pretty. Yeah. Um, let's see, and then we of course we have the the regular dwarf, although it's sort of pinkish. Yeah, that is that the pink. I yeah. guess they have uh, yeah. both colors, pink and, and blue. And then the blue is kind of purple. I know it's cool. Well, the, what's down there? Is that purple the, or blue? No. It, well, okay. It, there's a slight purplish tinge to the blue. Okay. It's not. It's not a royal blue. Okay. It's not a navy blue. You're right. It's kind of a purplish blue, <laughs> but not as purple as the pink. All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. The number to call. Let's see if I can get. Uh, I, I, I like how you just ignore me. Oh. What's that? Not as yeah, yeah, yeah. You just ignore me. That's well, good. Well, that's I was, good. I was looking good for, at least he doesn't play with your microphone like no, he does. Jerry. Well, well, there's somebody who has to be played with on the microphone because he's always talking over here. And, and over yeah, he doesn't. He's, he's, he's he, he has materials here, and then he well, he you know he's inexperienced with the, the media. He doesn't. Uh, he's only <laughs> only done it for 35 years. <laughs> So Dennis, our crack reporter in uh, Austin, went online and has an unconfirmed uh, source about the name of frog fruit. Oh yes, uh, yeah. Well, explain that what we're what we're talking about. Here. Oh, yesterday we talked about frog fruit, and Trace said, "I wonder where the name comes from. It's because of the uh, the blooms kind of look like frog eyes, or does it attract frogs?" Or that's yeah. what I, I thought. It's because the blooms look like uh, that, frog eyes. That you and I are in agreement on that. That's what I think. But However, what did Dennis okay, came Dennis up with, with, with his research from WoollyGreen.com? Why is frog fruit called frog fruit? According to the WoollyGreen.com, frog fruit used to be called fog fruit because the meadows where they grew would be covered in fog. Over time, this became frog fruit. That sounds pretty weak. Yeah. So what would Jerry say to that? <laughs> okay. I'm a little farther away from the microphone. So yeah, that was I, nice of you. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Listeners aren't, aren't getting wet. Um, so yeah, this and but it but does rave about frog fruit in the article. Uh, uh, Long-lasting flowers, incredible ground cover, butterflies love it. Has that been your yeah. experience, Calvin? Well, I mean, if, uh, if you're uh, if you're determining, of course, uh, it's a limited sample. But when I when I look at the uh, field of it in my my yard, they're um, black. Swallowtails uh, get on it, mm. but it's it's not overwhelming. Yeah, know, right. right. I would I would always consider it something like uh, uh, skippers and other little white things. Uh, they're frolicking among it. Uh, it's not it's not what we call a major 
Yeah, that's your source. It's, so not, we, it's not like uh, <laughs> not like Blue Curl, uh, uh, like the Porter Weed. Yeah, here Porter Weed. You I'm got the, yeah. the bees and the butterflies uh, and the hummingbirds. And they're they're but, fighting over it. Yeah. But it is it is a kind of an attractive ground cover. All right, it we, is, we, and it is on the Saws Landscape Coupon List. Yeah, and they have it here. Yep. Most places in town. Oh, I'm not going to say it. many places in town. Do not have it, but they discriminate against the frogs, but or the fogs, or the fogs. <laughs> All right, yeah. Kenneth is on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Kenneth, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How can we help you today? Yes, uh, I had a question on. Uh, I, I don't know what they are, yellow jackets or wasps or something like that that are in some cardboard boxes on the front porch. So I can't see them to find them to spray them, and I'm looking for a uh, uh, non-toxic solution to uh, get rid of these things without uh, uh, poisonous chemical insecticides. Well, um... for, for, I'd say first decide on what it is. Um the yellow jacket. The more yellow a a bee is, I, I the ornery. The, okay, the ornery they are. If it's more reddish brown, really, yeah, the nicer they are, or the 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 least less ornery they are. How long yeah. have you uh, had this situation? It's been there for I don't know a couple weeks now, and I'm trying to find a solution. And pest control places have no solution. So uh, I'm trying to find something. You could see it. You just spray it with, uh, you know, like mint spray or something like peppermint spray or something like that. I I can't see where they are to uh, to know where to find it or to know exactly what they are. Why Why don't you want to use bees. one of the uh, uh, de- designated sprays, the toxic spray? I, I, no, I don't use any toxic chemical insecticides, only natural. Then the uh, the uh, oils are your your best bet. Uh, so there's some prepackaged oils, and they're a mixture of uh, peppermint, clove, rosemary, and a couple other oils. And, yeah, but I, uh, I can't spray all the boxes because there's things of importance in the boxes, and I don't know what box they're in. So I was looking for like a bait, but I'm told that if it's lost. Or, or yellow jackets, and it's not honeybees, right. or I hear them and see them, that uh, you would. Uh, what about what about baking a sugar or something like that? What no, about, they're carnivorous. What about getting a contractor? Yeah. A pest, pest I, control contractor. No, I've tried that. They don't have anything. They don't what? They don't that, have any solution. They don't have any baits or anything is what he's yeah, looking for. Is that, what, so. is that what you mean? So they're offering. They, don't, they, don't, they only have toxic chemicals. And yeah. I thought if I could get somebody in a bee suit over there, but then I'm told that bee suits don't actually prevent or protect from uh, if it's wasp or yellow jacket. So no, that's, they're that. okay. They, 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 would, they would protect it. That's, that's not the worry. Oh. So wasps and hornets are carnivorous. So if yeah. you get some uh, some uh, bad uh, caterpillars out there and uh, uh, on some uh, leaves or something like that, maybe they'll go for that, and then you can find them. 
Oh, yeah, you're, you're, you, you're, it's kind of kind of tough how there, How do you Kenny. find something like that? How do you find something like that? I, right, right. I've asked pest control places and things yeah. like that, and nobody mm. seems to have anything. Yeah. Well, we may just open this up to our listeners, too, I, and I see if it... So. All right. All okay. right. <laughs> Thank you, Kenneth. Good okay, luck. Thank you. Good luck, ma'am. Yeah, okay. good. All good right. luck. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll free. It's 866-308-8867. Let's take this opportunity to let you call in, and we'll take a break. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery, 1604 and Bull Road on 930 AM, The Answer. Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer, well, it may not be alligators or crocodiles at your home that are causing a problem. I have not asked Warren Remy and Spider-Man, Termite, and Pest Control if he can get rid of alligators or crocodiles at your home. But I do know that he can get rid of ants. He can get rid of fleas. He can get rid of termites. uh, He can get rid of rats. He can get rid of, you get the idea? Okay, if it's bugging you in your home, give him a call. Uh, and uh, he will help you, and he's going to kind of clue you in the process. So he'll go through the different solutions. He'll talk to you about your concerns and your needs, and he'll he'll give you the, the, the straight skinny on uh, what will work and what won't. So uh, give him a call, and uh, have him, oftentimes he is, like I say, the last pest control company that people call at 210-656-3721 because he does the job, and people love working with him. 210-656-3721 online at GoSpiderManPest.com. That's GoSpiderManPest.com. All right, our number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. All right. So, yes, sir, where are we going now? Which, which should we... Uh, no. I was I was just amazed that you it was so professional. <laughs> that I went from, you used that music right into the advertising. Uh-huh. I, I know. But, but, but I wonder if Warren has ever had to get rid of an alligator. I'm sure he has. I wonder what the weirdest pest control thing. Warren, if well, you're listening, you need yeah, to call us. Yeah, because call us, please. Yeah. Like, okay, so we know raccoons, possums. But, yeah, I'm wondering. We've got an alligator in our backyard. Uh, we're trying to get rid of it. We got, we well, got, they're, they're, we got an alligator in our attic. Python. Maybe, yeah, maybe oh, I python. bet he has had snakes. Yeah. yeah. Python. Pythons? Wow. 200-pound python. There was that big article in the yeah. oh. paper in Florida. Also, a, a, little, one, a little dry for him here. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah. and alligators, too, were, have been in the paper <laughs> yeah. recently. Oh, really? But here? Yeah. or no, just Florida. Florida? Okay. Florida. But, you know, you've got a, you've got a water garden. <laughs> Someone, you know, decides to be mean and throws an alligator in it, and now suddenly it grows up, and well, you know, squirrels start missing. And Judy, Judy uh, <laughs> had the same opinion of snakes as she did alligators, yeah. even if they were garter snakes. So What, that they belonged she, or they, they needed they to be gone? Not, she did not want them oh. in her, her, water, um, the, her water container. So, Warren, if you're listening, uh, give us a call. We want to know what the weirdest. I can imagine turtles or and stuff too. Maybe somebody a turtle and they didn't know what to do with it. Although, I mean, you can move pretty fast from a turtle. 
Um, but maybe it's like causing damage. I don't know. It's, I hope he calls us. I want to know now. <laughs> 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. You're leaving yourself open for more of those calls like the one we just had about the wasps and the yellow jackets, aren't you? No, just we want Warren to call us and tell us yeah. what the weirdest thing he's had to, he's been called on in terms of, like, the strange, like, we only see. There was one. I got a press release from, uh, I think it was Animal Care Services, and this may have been this may have been close to seven years ago, and they were called in to get an alligator that had gotten, I think it had was on a go- local golf course or something, and... Yeah. Is that yeah, right? yeah. It was either on. I think uh, it was near Brack. A golf course, or it was like a, in one of the um, park ponds. Uh, oh, maybe down, that makes down. more sense. I've had, they occasionally get in the sewer line too. Okay. People yeah. will put them in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There oh. was there was down, one one down by near uh, Mitchell Lake because I remember the the staff at Mitchell Lake was. Oh. Talk about that. Now, I can poor, understand poor, that. Poor uh, alligator, um, but I'm trying to think of uh, the the pond. It's a very very popular park down on the southwest side. Uh, All right, we uh, got it. We got it. You keep thinking. We're going to talk. I'll keep thinking. On that. We're going to talk to Bud at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hey there, Bud. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Uh, doing pretty good, I think. Okay. Well, good. Yeah. Stay cool, Bud. Yeah. Uh, two things. You always are. I, uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I want to ask Mark a question after yeah. I first Uh-oh. give uh, just an off-the-cuff possible remedy for the man with the yellow jackets. Okay. Uh, if he has a, um, a leaf blower, he can go out there. And depending on how big the thing is and how many wasps are yeah, on the thing, yeah, yeah. go out there and blow it and blow it and blow it, and they'll get away. And after they get away, he should rip the uh, base oh. of that uh, nest off. Yeah. Now, his his problem if, is if, that he doesn't know where the nest is. He yeah. But the box that, is, oh, I, 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 I but that's interesting. That Have you done this, I Bud? Yeah. No. I, I, no, no? Uh-uh. okay. But I have noticed. Uh, I do have yellow jackets out here. Okay. I have noticed. Uh, if I look at the places where there have been nests before, and I've gotten rid of them with the uh, mm-hmm. bad chemicals, yeah, uh, they 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 will kind of come back to the areas yeah. that they like. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. if I, you know, if if I check those out, I can see one or two critters. Starting to build one of those little bases, mm-hmm. you know, and connecting he, it to whatever it is, and well, he, at that time, you know, I'll, I'll take the base off, and then um, they may figure, well, no, this is, place is not going to work. I need to go someplace else. Maybe so. Well, you and usually, if you've had any experience with wasps and hornets, you you usually can kind of sense where the, the likely place. I mean. You have one or two that are coming from an origin, and so you say, well, then that must be where they're coming from, and you watch for a little while, and then it just uh, reinforces that this is where the nest is. That's what that's what I didn't understand uh, uh, about the uh, search for 
finding the nest. Well, what was your question? Yeah. We got we got Mark here for a few more minutes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> well, earlier. What was your question earlier, for Mark? Earlier, earlier in the program, uh, y'all were talking about the cenizos, um, and uh, yeah. Mark made a statement, and I was doing some um, number work on paper here while I'm listening, and. Uh, Mark, tell me if I heard you, uh, what I'm going to repeat is basically what you said. Uh, I think you said, well, it rained heavy two weeks ago, and we could then expect in a week to ten days from now, uh, blossoms. All right. Uh, well, I said, but yeah, about eight to ten days ago, it rained really heavy, and we are having this discussion always have discussion it is a a fun discussion mm-hmm. that which, which, which comes first the rain or the rain predicted by the cenizo and so i hold to the former i said when it's really flowering it means it rained about a week to 10 days ago and, and and Milton is and st- of the, the of the opinion that I stand by the old timers, as Paul Cox used to say, uh, who believe that a predicted rain was coming. So yeah. it, it blooms before the rain, even even though it did rain and it's blooming now. It looks gorgeous, doesn't it? Well, uh, I, I heard you. In fact, yesterday, or yeah, I guess it was yesterday. Today, Sunday. Yeah. Uh, that. These things are blooming all over San Antonio. Uh-oh, yep, but yep, are you going to yep. tell us you have them and they're not blooming? Well, in fact, I have been, uh, I have a bad habit for my sanity purpose. I'll just get out and drive yeah. in my vehicle. And I'm, 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 I'm way out in East Bear County, and uh, it's out in the country. But these places that I drive, people have these uh, plants. And... Even at the time that it did rain in San Antonio, uh, there, uh, there there's no blooms out here, and I've been doing the I've been making a point during the last two weeks, no blooms. How odd! And uh, I, I I even go over into Saint Hedwig. There's a lot of people out there who have them. No blooms. Did, huh? Did you get rain a couple no weeks blooms. ago? Oh no no we didn't over here huh? You, you got no rain huh? No. That's interesting. So that would confirm Mark's thing, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but there uh, we're gen- generally speaking. Uh, we're we're over by Millburgers, uh, and gosh, I also uh, see blooms after a rain. Mm, I think, mm, but then it rains maybe again. Easy, maybe Mark party. He may be a party. I think then it rains again. No, okay. no, I'm, I'm I'm going with that. Well, it. It, regardless, it's a it's yeah. a it's a fun fun problem to have in your head. You're going, okay, it's mm-hmm. eight days since it rained. Well, yeah, and, and then in, in Texas, South Texas, invariably it yeah. will rain again, like eight eight to ten days later. Yeah, and so you can't go come, well. I, I just have to come down on the same page as Mark. Okay. That, that hurts me, bud. But I don't, okay, yeah, I still stand by the Sinisa, which, which you know, which, which with this heat, you you know, I got to wear covering if I'm going to stand by them. Yeah, uh, but you know, uh, uh, also, uh, also, uh, I was thinking. Well, 
Uh, does anybody, I'm sure there is somewhere, somebody. Um, the, the, all Sanisos are not the very same plant, are they? Maybe there's a uh, sub-variety of a Seniso, which would be um, possibly used as a rain predictor. And then there's others who, those plants say, well, I don't, I don't care what's going to happen in the future. If it rained, okay, now I'm going to start my clock. For my well, they said uh, Lynn's legacy, one of the advantages of it is it's actually bred to bloom more often, which means that it's, what, Mark's giving me a funny face. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, so the odds are, just statistically, the odds are it's going to be matching one of our, one of our both are. Uh, both of our our proposals. What's, our what, proposals. Yeah. What's the oldest variety? Do you I, know? Don't, I hope you guys don't tell anybody who where you graduated from college. You know, after this <laughs> this heavy I, and I'm, significant I'm, discussion. Thank you, buddy. Paul Cox was rarely wrong, uh, uh, and okay, uh, and okay. if Paul brought it up, that, then I, I'm I'm with him on that. Uh, well, listen, I, I'm going to get off the phone. Okay. And if you guys want to keep arguing about it, go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll be glad to listen. Okay. Now that you started the trouble. Yeah, huh, now right? you, start, you started trouble, now you're leaving. I'm, I'm just well, sorry. He's the one that's talking about blowing the wasp with, with a blower. Yeah. How far north are you going And that's, uh, in the, when you get in your truck? Um, not far at all. Okay. Uh, main, 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 mainly I go east and west. Okay, so I'm trying to figure out, like, where you could go, because I saw them as far as just north of downtown. I didn't go any further than that, and they were all in bloom. They were they were good looking. He won't give up. And, and they, uh, well, actually, what about the possibility of whoever is responsible for those plants? Do they water them, you know, kind of regular? If they do, they tend to die, I think. I think you can overwater them. Yeah. And I don't think they bloom if you if you water them, right? Thank you, bud. Yeah. I don't think Calvin wants to talk <laughs> about this anymore. Have a good day. Okay. Calvin is basically saying he doesn't want to talk about it anymore. Okay. Uh, it it is kind of a Jerry thing. I I could see Jerry just going on and on. And oh, on I about uh, that. really he doesn't. He gets here, he gets impatient with it. Oh, okay. Oh, he does. Okay. I don't know. Remember that. I find remember it, that. I find it fascinating, which is... Which oh, is, really? We would yeah. never would have thought that. <laughs> yeah, it's true. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free. 866-308-8867. What, what now the, Calvin's going to talk just, about zinnias. I was yes, just going to say I, that. I knew it. What, 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 uh, did you know? I forgot to look at the zinnias. Are there, were, did you notice if there are still two rows of... Uh, no, I did not, but but it. Uh, you got a ton. It, it, there's a lot of gold way up. Uh, there, those are the tables farthest away from us on the porch, and so I can see a lot of gold going on. Uh, as uh, Trace uh, confirmed with me yesterday, uh, we got both fours, four-inch pots, and gallons. So uh, lots of varieties. Some dream there. and some dreamlands are in there. And yeah, and the so we got pots. some. Some whites, uh, but mostly golds out there. So, uh, and that's my favorite. I like the gold. Yeah, and there that uh, of course we want to remind everybody: zinnias are one of the all-star uh, nectar plants. Plus, you know, the, you got a whole long list. If the if the uh, the blooms are one of the bigger varieties, 
uh, the great cut flowers. The seeds are a favorite of uh, the bird eating, uh, the seed eating birds. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're, they're, if you've let them go, go to seed now, you probably still got a ch- chance for the, those new seedlings to, to put uh, some blooms on in the fall, another right. fall crop. That's the word I was looking for yesterday. All-star pollinators, all-star oh, okay. bloomers. So um, I had a hard time on that one. But there's a group of those that we all agree on, and we'll talk about that later. Hi, Trace. Trace is with us. Good morning, gentlemen. What's going on, Trace? Uh, not much. I thought I'd wear my UTSA orange shirt today. Okay. Yeah, we, we were doing that yesterday. The Cassandra were UTSA orange. Uh, I had I had orange on it as well. You know, and Calvin pointed this out, but I will say in looking at them, I, I don't know if this is coincidence or otherwise, but you sure have a lot more daylilies out there blooming with Jerry being uh, gone from the show they, for right? a day. That's a fact. Yeah. You draw your own conclusions on that. But uh, I think Calvin basically said, yeah, he, he's not here to eat them. Yes. Trace is uh, happy. Yep. I, I've never really seen him munch him, but, uh, you know, he's sneaky. Yeah, he is uh, sneaky fast <laughs> when he wants to be. So what else is I going? Just, I just can't imagine Jerry now being sneaky fast. <laughs> oh, he is. He used to be. He's sneaky. a blur. Still got tomatoes. Uh, yeah. Um, hopefully, some other varieties uh, this next week. You scared poor no. Calvin. Oh, good. You think so? When will they come in normally? Uh, historically, Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay. But so that people, doesn't I, mean it wouldn't be Tuesday or Thursday. I told everybody we're down instead of four tables. There's one table. But the the good news is that all those same varieties are represented in that table. So if you come today, you can you can get your choice of the of the varieties that you that you want. But I wouldn't wait too much longer. No, considering that there were four tables yesterday. Yeah, and when we left. Yeah, when we mm-hmm. left, there were four tables. That's what's amazing. So and then we saw. I think you even helped him. Did you help Billy Trace? Uh, I can't remember. Yeah, he came over like well, was right, remember, right after the show. I remember being here, but I do yeah. not remember whether I went over there or not. That's okay. We we, we steered him in the right direction. He's not people. He wasn't messing around. So. I was. Uh, I thought Billy had kind of given up on fall tomatoes. Am I wrong? Obviously no. not. Apparently not. <laughs> yeah, it must have been our stimulating discussion about him. Yeah, he had the big. He he's a the, he's the big a trailer. whiz when it comes to gardening, mm. though, on especially on tomatoes. And, Oh, all right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Andrew is on the line. Andrew, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Good, good. What's going on? So my grandmother has a plumeria plant that had two seed pods on it. Inside each of the two pods were about 15 small seeds. Uh, we would like to know how to plant them so that we could get new plants to grow. All right, and Trace, uh, oh, we should have gotten the plumeria lady. She could have answered this one. So uh, what, what What type of plant was it? I couldn't. Plumeria. plumeria. Oh, plumeria, okay. So say one more time what's going on, so because Trace can listen too. So we have like two seed pods. There are about 15 small seeds in it, and we would like to know how to plant them so that we could get the new plants to grow. Most people do cuttings rather than seeds. Seeds are, in my mind, if you're trying to create a new color, oh. then if it cross-pollinated with you know, two, different, two different colors, you could end up with a 
third color. But uh, I've never grown seed. I've always uh, just done cuttings. So, you- I was going to say, so we have a couple of questions. So I'm going to ask you in case you, you know this. Do we stratify them? I would imagine it's a very hard seed. Okay. Do, Do you we know it's scarify them? Uh, well, I was thinking scarify instead of I know you were. That's right. Okay. But that was the two S's. So uh, I think we would have to scarify them somehow. It's a very hard black Would you explain seed. to Andrew what that means? So scarifying is. And there's, unless, she, unless she knows. Yeah. I, I don't know if you know. Do you know what I mean when I say scarify? No. Okay. Okay. So uh, there's a couple of different ways. Jerry used to like putting them in a rock tumbler for a, uh, for a little bit uh, with some rocks to the seeds in there to kind of scratch them all up. Other mm-hmm. people soak them in some vinegar um, overnight, mm. uh, and that's another way to soften up the seeds. But you want to soften up the, the or scratch the seed coats. Um, in the old days, I think even Jerry had people like filing, yeah, hand filing the seed coat uh, on that. So you may want to do that too. Then with stratification is you put them in a paper bag and you put them in the crisper of the refrigerator for like 30 days, 30 to 60 days is usually what it is. Uh, and then after you do all that, because like Trey said, it's a hard seed, hard seed coat. Then you can go ahead and and try to plant them out in a good mix, quality mix that they could sell here at, at, at Millburgers. When now, Plumeria is a tro- uh, from a tropical plant. It's a tropical plant. Why would you? Why would do that so, scarification? So, well, I don't know. That's what I'm like. I, I was asking that. Uh-huh. You know, another another thing is uh, if there's anybody out there that has a has had some success and done that, or maybe. Gardened in Hawaii, <laughs> yeah. and they want to give us some information. Yeah. That would be so facetiously a, a pig. So I don't know if you want need to run it through an animals intestine yeah, to no. soften it. There might up. be some archived information from Lady Bird Johnson because uh-huh. she was into that. Was she? And she would breed this one with that one to try to come up with new colors. Because uh-huh. I met the person who ended up with her collection uh, after the fact. Wow. So she had oh. books and books of this one with this one, made this one. Do you think she could find that online? I don't know, okay. but it might be worth a look. All right. So are you open to other ideas besides using the seeds? Sure. Okay. So how you all kept mentioning cuttings. How would you recommend she? Well, not much to it this time of year. My my plant falls over and breaks. So I just take the, take the stick and stick it in a, another pot. Mm-hmm. So doesn't matter. Don't have to be particular about which part of it. When it's warm, it doesn't really matter. Oh, okay. Doesn't have to use any root tone or anything. You just. I I haven't. Uh, Now, if it were cooler temperatures, maybe. But uh, in this heat, uh, they're they're rooted in less than two weeks. And then what kind of mix? Uh, Well, I use. uh, I'm cheap, so I use the landscape mix. if we were bare, putting them in the ground and bare rooting them for winter, yeah. if in the pot, then I use the landscaper's pride potting soil. Okay, so I, d- I didn't know if you I'm, had a mix mix. Yeah, uh, no, half, almost half. all of mine are in pots because okay. I don't want to. Well, know, yeah, I don't want to go through the winter yeah. winter issues. So I didn't know if you used like a planting mix and some sand or just straight planting. I, mix. I found in a pot it really doesn't. As long as it drains, it, it doesn't matter so much. Okay. Did, do you understand what they're telling you to do on that? I mean. Yes. Okay, cool. All right, so you've got a homework assignment. How, 
If she does the uh, seed thing, when would she plant them? I would assume now. Yeah. Now? Right oh, now. okay. Yeah. And so if she does the... That, that plant keeps the seed pods on for, like, forever. Oh, does it really? Yeah. Oh. And if she does the, uh, just the cutting thing, how long... She would do that now, too. And how you long bet. before she'd notice anything that was like, oh, this is working? Uh, days. Oh, really? Take off most of the leaves, not all the leaves that are on the cutting. Okay. And um, it's going to wilt, and then after a few days, you'll start seeing the leaves perk back up. Huh. A tad, and... That's when they've already started to put out roots. Okay, and, uh, and there's more information on the internet too if you need if you want it. Oh, of course. Yeah. Okay. Well, will you tell us what you do? Yeah. Okay. Call us back Thanks. and tell us what. Well, the seed we won't know for a while. Yeah. Well, my yeah. wife let the last pod drop onto the ground. Yeah. Uh, the one before that, I sprinkled it amongst the other ones in pots to see if we could come up with something new. Oh, okay. Did it, and, not, and nothing came up. Not yet. Well, thanks, Andrew. It, okay, again, it took forever you. that seed pod yeah. to dry. But so do call us back and tell us yeah. what happened. We want to well, know. I'm very interested. Okay. That, yeah, that's, that seed pod happened last summer, and it didn't dry till like April. Huh. Wow, it was like a green, um, looked like a big long okra, huh. off the top mm-hmm. of the plant, and then it turned turned dark, like eggplant dark, mm-hmm. and then that's when it's ready to drop the seeds. Okay. Right. All right. Thank you for calling. We're going to take a quick break. While we do, give us a call at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road on 930 a.m. The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll-free, 866-308-8867. All right, oh, oh, Calvin, we're kind of getting some feedback on you there. Really? Yeah. No, that's okay. You're okay. Just, just let, letting you know. You turned back around. That helped, that solved it. No. Okay. So, so I so shouldn't stand on my head. And, no, uh, stop standing on your head. Okay. We've, we've told you a number of times, please. Oh, there's our uh, Vincas. Vincas, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, yeah. It's a whole uh, cart full of the, the red ones, which are outstanding. You like and the red better than the white? No, I like the combination, but yeah, yeah I really love the white. Yeah, that's, that's why Calvin said that. It's... It's uh, well known that I like the white Vincas. Uh, yeah. yeah, they're they're pretty spectacular. But I like the reds too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the pinks. Yeah, I'm not so much in, but I like the. Well, in the like old the days, uh, used to be violet. Was it vi- lavender, pink, and white? Yeah. And then then the the red appeared, and the red kind of started dominating yeah. the the market. Yeah. And then, of course, when Cora came. That changed everything. It let us use them for a much longer period in the year. Oh, wow. Okay, so according to my online resources, if you do a plumeria from cutting, it's 60 to 90 days. If you do it from seed, 8 to 10 months. Huh. There you go. 
Yeah. That's why everybody that does cuttings, yeah. tends to do cuttings. Well, now, now, what he was referring to, sorry. That's okay. He's uh, just very excited. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Now, what uh, Trace was uh, referring to was, uh, uh, yeah, the speed and the uh, consistency. So yeah, if you wanted to get the same colors, that's how you're going to do it is by cutting. Oh, okay. And that's quite often you know, the reason they would want to reproduce it was because the be- flowers are beautiful in the yeah. color. And so... Or and that's the one that sells. Yeah. You know, so. so... And maybe uh, Dennis can do some looking oh. for the uh, Lady Bird Johnson and Plumerias. You know, Dennis is who Google calls when they can't find something. They call Dennis. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. He told me that one time. Okay. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. And toll free. 866-308-8867. Anything else catch your eye out there, gentlemen? We talked about zinnias. Well, we talked about Sinisa. What else? I, well, I was going to say, uh, Calvin, what, what again are your all-star pollinator plants? Okay. Well, uh, my article—I think I've got an article that's coming out on uh, Saturday, and I list the uh, uh, porterweed. Right. And porter porterweed because the the flowers, the nectar seems to be so potent and uh, so attractive to all the pollen, including the, you know, you know the. I keep t- telling everybody this is the only mm. only uh, plant nectar source that I've seen on a regular basis hummingbirds uh, bumblebees and butterflies on the same plant and these are these little teeny flowers the colors are spectacular bright red and they're and unusual on these long stalks but uh, but they are, are relatively small um, blooms attractive flowers plants uh, the other one, uh, oh, um, the ones with the blue, the blue flowers. Um, Mark, you ma- you uh, m- mentioned that. Uh, oh, kind of. Did, did, earlier, did I say blue curl on that? No, blue yeah. blue curl is but, but blue curl is the one that I I like, but it's uh, that's more of a spring. Yeah, not one. plumeria. I um, mean, not um, mil- plumbago. Um, uh, we'll we'll think of it. Zinnia, zinnia, is of course. Yeah. Uh, because of the, yeah. they uh, are, are good nectar sources, and also the seeds, cut Sot. flowers, uh, really Sot. an all-star plant. And mist flower, mist flower. M- mist flowers is uh, an excellent plant. Um, the other one I was going to mention was the one behind me is uh, Pentas. Oh, okay. Is, is there another all-star one? Because, frankly, you can it blooms in April and, and ends in about November. So you got a long term, long plus, time. So that's my other criteria for uh, all-star. Plus, they they've got more most shade tolerance. Right, right, right. That, that's the that's option that we mentioned. That. Yeah. So, so you that you can uh, you don't miss much. You know, even if you can't grow zinnias. Yeah. Or mist flower on your patio because there's not enough sun, that, but you can that, put those uh, pentas there, and they'll and the flowers. And that again, that's red, the pink, and uh, the white. Uh, and like uh, Mark says, they 
They boom constantly. If, as long as you can keep them watered. watered. <laughs> well, because it's 100 degrees. Yeah, yeah. If they're in uh, getting too much sun in this uh, situation, they'll uh, you have to water them every day. If you uh, are just get, just limited sun, mostly shade, then they're not quite as uh, demanding, but they are all-star. You know what happens? We talked about this too, Milton. Uh, uh, in the fall, uh, lantana and the salvias get to be more attractive mm-hmm. to the pollinators for some reason. Mark, you get anything? No, no, no. That's, uh, I was going to say that. Uh, uh, I love salvias because they're, they're consistently flowering a lot of times. Uh, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Consistently flowering during the growing period. So, again, late March to uh, November. But uh, the lantanas are always, you know, they come and go. They kind of come in waves unless they get infested by lace bugs or spider mites. And then you got to do a little trimming on them, pruning on them. But, uh, but they come and go in waves. And, again, I've noticed the same thing that you have. Is in the fall, everything of those two start blooming yeah. up a storm. And then, of course, a, a really a, a big uh, an attraction is that both the salvias and the lantanas the deer do not eat. So you can plant those uh, plant those along with your your vincas if you uh, need to. Uh, and they'll, you know, you know, one of the things we just we want to remind everybody too, uh, even on the plants that the uh, th- that are on the deer-proof list. Uh, I generally r- recommend that you get you get yourself some uh, uh, liquid fence. Uh, yeah, when they're first planted. Yeah. Uh, uh, it went, yeah, when they're first planted because they've had a happy life and they're kind of succulent and the deer know that and we plant them in the ground. And they've been pumped up at yeah. the wholesale nursery and, and uh, just takes... And uh, Mil- I'm surprised Milton doesn't say that the deer are ornery too. That's why they're deer are what? Ornery. Oh, yeah. They they'll things they did. They're not supposed to like. They'll just pull them off. In, in some neighborhoods. In some yeah. neighborhoods yeah. under yeah. some conditions. And yeah. I've seen I've seen new beds where they've just gone through and just pulled. Obvious that pulled every single plant out. They didn't care to eat them, but they didn't. Want, yeah, that's weird. They didn't want. Have you seen that? Mm-mm. Well, I don't have deer. We don't have deer problems. What? We're a little well. We're a little inside this, the loop. Yeah. So the, there's not many deer inside. Oh, the loop. okay. I thought you were you were near a green belt where you got a little. No, Al is. Anyway, all right. We're going to take a quick break while we do. Give us a call 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. We have more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas. We had some great questions today, so keep it up. Call us back in a moment. Right after this on Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. This is the answer. back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Excuse me. Give us a call or come on out and give us your gardening question in person. Sometimes questions are easier to answer that way 
uh, or bring a picture. You can even email me, Milton, M-I-L-T-O-N, at klup.com if it's something you want to call and talk about on the air, but it has a picture. Yes. Well, I wanted to, you, <laughs> based on uh, one of the questions we had from uh, a uh, person that was here at the nursery this morning, I oh, wanted to ask okay. Mark, uh, he, he asked about uh, pa- Palo Verde a tree, and Mark Mark had mentioned when we were lo- helping him look look for him, uh, the uh, Rotama and the Palo Verde are different. What are, what right, are so they um commonly confused, but they are indeed separate species. And uh, they that uh, even botanists have to have jobs, so they had them differently. I think they have they put them in the same category now with different names, different species names. But uh, the Rotama is the one that we see in abandoned fields all around here, with long, thin flowers. Very uh, airy looking. Very airy looking, and then they had uh, somewhat, as compared to the Palo Verde. Uh, little bit bigger flowers, longer space on the leaf. Uh, and a palo verde is a short compound leaf, uh, maybe about as long as your hand hmm. at most. Is it, and a, then small, it has, a smaller tree? It's too? a smaller tree. It's shorter leaves, smaller flowers. So it's short all the way around. So uh, And, and you see it in west, uh, west Texas and in the valley. Uh, but they're very popular with uh, with many of the landscape architects now, uh, particularly those going for the zero scape. Zero escape. I almost yes. did it myself. Yeah, I almost did it myself. You did, yeah. I, I caught myself. Okay. Zerus scape. X e r i s, which is dry. Now the. Uh, so they're very popular. But the thing is, guess what? What happened uh, a year ago? The freeze got them. The freeze got most of them, yeah. Now uh, the the other the other tree that he was looking for is uh, you know we talked about the, the Palo Verde being uh, airy. Yeah. The Weesatch that yeah. they were looking we, for is we, not. We, we, we that's Milton, pretty compact. I'm giving the evil eye. I'm All giving right. the evil eye. Okay, you need to be gentle when you talk to Mark about Weesatch. <laughs> he's got stories. He's just he, scars. Well, scars yeah. on my forehead. He even gets forearm. near one. He starts bleeding. Yeah, he starts palpitations. Shaking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're they're a little thorny, are they? Uh, yes, they're very thorny, and they have hooked thorns. Yeah, yeah, little yeah. Little, little like catcall yeah. little things. Yeah, and up and down the the limbs, and when you prune them, uh, you you it's twitching at night. Yeah. <laughs> now, fortunately, they are very frost sensitive, and so last year, it was a, it was a very good thing. Oh, was uh, it, it was February twenty first. Yeah, a lot of weasel. A lot of weasel died. Okay, and it was it was I I felt good. I, and I, I, my, my heart was light with seeing it uh, around sixteen oh four. Seeing all these dead weasels, and you still can see it today. Now the we the weasel has got to be one of the high highest ranking in terms of uh, cover. I I mean that. It's so compact, and it's got the uh, Yeah, so it is, a, uh, like mesquite, um, it is an early pioneer species. Uh, so if you clear some property, um, over time you'll, you'll have different species come up, and then uh, your woody species would be primarily weasatch. And, uh, and Rotama, 
uh, depending on what part of the state you're in, uh, we say Ashwatthama Mesquite. Okay. Well, in some, I've na- seen the, go ahead. some neighborhoods, uh, it's not unusual. Like in my neighborhood, the Wiesatch, re, uh, every every year you got uh, sprouts, uh, seedlings coming up all, mm-hmm. over, mm-hmm. all over. Yeah. And so it's one of those uh, cut vine and stump killer uh, like candidates. Hat yes. Yeah. And I think they, if I'm thinking of the right thing, you know, you we both, you and I both go walking at different parks and stuff here in town. There's the one by the Medina River down on Highway 16. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember we walked there one time, and um, there were these really pretty yellow flowering trees. Mm-hmm. And those were Wiesash, I think, was I was there, told. There, there could have been Wiesash, um, or there could have been Palo Verde. Oh, uh, they both have yellow flowers? Okay. So the, the Wiesash flowers are very aromatic, and mm-hmm. they occur about March. Favorite, latter part of March. Favorite uh, honey producer. Yes, they're very, very popular. Uh, and very, very ar- aromatic and kind of a yellowish gold. Kind of yeah. like a Trace's, Trace's shirt today. Oh, the, oh, okay. Kind of a yellow, lo- uh, yellow closer gold. to orange than yellow. Or yeah. no, what? they kind of they kind of came out. Come out. Okay. It's, a, it's a yellow with a little orange tinge. It was very to it. pretty. It is and I think I pretty. sent you the picture, and you said that's Wiesash. Get back, okay. run, run. I think is what you said. I think <laughs> get it, get the tricycle pier. Is it near your vehicle? Because yeah. there could be problems. Yeah. Well, that, that's the thing because of the uh, thorny, thorny yeah. branches. Yeah. So I think I, now I remember it, and it's because yeah, your, your vehicle is too close because the wind would blow it and It'd scratch, scratch it all car. up. Wow. Yeah. Hey, also, if you've got them in your neighborhood and uh, branches break. Of course, mesquite are more likely to break. The branches break, but uh, count on a few flat tires. Oh, really? Uh, They're that man. Oh well, yeah, yeah, even on the Wiesatch seedlings are. Uh, yeah, the w- they we grow on these, these kind of mounds. Yeah, and and they tend to ju- and the juvenile ones tend to have a bigger thorn. Oh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now, and, have it's, you, and, have it's, and it's big enough to puncture a car tire. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Especially if it has been. No wonder you, you're has, still experiencing the trauma. Yeah. It, it, if it has been pruned, cut back to the ground, but not killed, then they oh, come back and they come, come back, back mad. Juvenile. They come back very mad. <laughs> you're, you're, you're really personalizing this. And, oh, uh, they're mad. I'm, I haven't finished my th- well, therapy. The, is, the worst thing is that he's, he's uh, educated as a forester. Yeah. And he, I mean, okay. And here's the segue. Yes. Here's the segue. There's actually a benefit for Wiesatch. Really? Okay. Yeah. So as, I, as I mentioned, it's an early successional species. Yes. And lots of times uh, what we find is those soils have been depleted in nitrogen. And so both mesquite, but also Wiesatch primarily, they are uh, have the ability to absorb nitrogen from the air and put it into the oh, soil. Oh, Okay. That's interesting. They, they, they are in the legume family, and they can do that. Oh, okay. Same as their sweet peas. Yeah, Jerry gets in a tizzy because he thinks that, that uh, ability by legumes is uh, overemphasized. Yeah. Well, he, for he, certain he ble- species, in, it is. He believes in fertilization. He, yeah. I mean, blue bonnets. Even yeah, oh, oh, yes. He's chastised me on that before. Uh, copious amounts, Mark. Copious amounts. 
And what is um, switching gears for a second? If that's okay, are we? Sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we. Okay, good. What is the the plant at the zoo that they're really excited about? Is it a carrion plant? Yes, yeah, sti- the stinky. Yeah. Oh, so I just saw. I was just reading the newspaper this morning. Yes, it it uh, it only blooms every so often, and that it's a is, big thing. Is that the century plant? It's the same thing. Yeah, not uh, the exact same thing, but but it's known for okay. for taking. It, it blooms irregularly. However. Yes. You don't want that because the bloom smells like, let's just say. Decaying animal flesh. It is pollinated by flies. That's his main pollinator. Okay. So how do you bring in the flies to do your pollination for you? They stink. Yeah, you stink. Yeah. The flies went dying, decaying matter. Yeah. I saw in the article that day. I didn't read the whole article. They estimated there was only 1,000 of the the carrion plants throughout the world. Really? Oh, really? Why so few, I wonder? Well, they're they're not valued. Okay. (laughs) You know, they're not not beautiful. They're They're unique plants. They're fragrance. You you probably wouldn't want them in a cut flower garden. Uh, I bet you Lisa has one. Even even if you had a lot of zinnias, they would probably. No, they still. I bet you Lisa has picked one of those up at the flea market. (laughs) (laughs) Lisa, call us if you've got one. 210-308-8867. John is on the line. Hi, John. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, just like all of y'all, belly aching about how hot and dry it is, but what can you do about it other than belly ache? Hey, look, yeah. I got a couple of questions. I started with one, but while I was waiting, another one cropped up. The first one has to do with okra. Um, I've got Clemson spineless, in which I grow. When I grow okra, that's what I grow. This year, um, I used seed that was in the refrigerator for a few couple at least two years although i got good germination no issue with that and my plants are lush real green well watered and i mean heavily foliated from four to five feet tall and uh branched but hell i don't get hardly any blooms i I got at least a dozen 13 or 14 something like that plants and um I might pick three okra a day on a good day, four. And uh, like today when I picked, I didn't see an open bloom. But I'm just wondering, uh, uh, did I get a, a woke variety that are messed up with their gender? Well, I, my, my first thought was it shouldn't be the the heat. They generally are pretty tolerant of the of the heat. It's maybe only maybe two it's year. too hot. Yeah, could, well, it couldn't be. And see, it's time of the year. It's still the uh, day length is still appropriate. Oh, uh, I and 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 you sound like you did everything right. It does take copious amounts of fertilizer, fertilizer, but I don't know. Maybe you need to cut back a little bit on that to stress them out a little bit because yep. plants always do start start blooming when they when they fear that they're going to die. So you may I got better, you. Uh, cut yep. back on maybe the, I'm watering watering them too much. That's what, those are the two things. Maybe cut back on the fertilizer. Yeah, and cut I back think, on the water. I think I, that's all I can think of. Do yeah. it's a good ex- experiment. Okay. It gives you it's some yeah. Action. 
what can I lose if I'm not making okra? What That's the hell? Right. I'll check yeah, it out. You got no, uh, it, yeah. I'm not yeah. over-fertilizing. I fertilized in the early growth, but I have not fertilized in the last six weeks, four, four or four, yeah. five weeks. Yeah. They're riding on, on, on the residual fertility. Um, and they're doing, like I said, a very lush and gr- full growing and how much dark are you, green. How, much and, you, how often are you watering? Uh, I water. When I water, I soak. I mean, I soak like hell. Then I'll leave them alone for several days. Yeah, when I say sure. several days, two to three, maximum four. Yeah. Well, you know, that's that's really how I would do it. <laughs> you're I mean, watering yeah. exactly how I watering now. You said really soak. I, you know, that's always kind. Of, it's arbitrary. I don't know how much you're doing that. Yeah. But the the methodology that you are using is correct. And you, that's your usual bed. I mean, it's in full sun. It's it not- is in full sun from virtual uh, oh nine o'clock to to five at least. Yeah, that should with this kind of weather, uh, that should be enough. Kind of, you're and I, you know, those conditions haven't changed, and I'm, I've always had good okra crop. You know, I go out and I pick uh, uh, maybe a bloom per plant when they're going full blown, and um, and, and so I have the sunlight hasn't changed, my habits haven't changed, uh, and and everything. The conditions that I'm subjecting them to are, are the same. It just—I don't know what's the deal. Do, could so, the unless they got some a, political influence. I don't. I wouldn't, so, I wouldn't yeah. think. So. I was curious because that's the only thing that you said that sounded different was the how long the seed had stayed in. So I was curious if that might. Well, be and yeah. but okra seed is pretty that germinates over that, a that long. That would only affect, yeah, okay. would say that would you. only affect the percentage of germination. Okay, it wouldn't affect once they germinate. Yeah. Yeah. It is what it is. That's John, what, I don't think yeah, we have an answer for that's you. That's what I thought. Yeah. The, well, the only thing okay. that's changed, Cut back on the water and the fertilization? No, nah, the only thing that's changed is 103, 104, 103, that's right. 104. That's what's changed. But, but I would think like I like say, I, I would do that. That's what we started out with, that it was... If you Whoa, were gonna, they really like that. You know? Yeah, if you were going to pick a plant that could tolerate this kind of weather, <laughs> that would be the one. All right. All right. What was your second question that came to you when you uh, were waiting? John? Uh-oh. Did we lose him? I don't know. There he is. Um, am I here now? Yep, you're yeah. here now. You said you had another question that came to you while you were Yeah. But, hell, I lost it now while we were talking about all that. I got so engrossed in that, I lost that question. So I guess I'll have to turn you boys loose. All right. Um, Call us back. Did you look under the couch? Because sometimes I find things oh, under the couch. Oh, I, it just dawned on me when I was looking at my – it just dawned on me when I was looking at my Swiss chart. Okay. Are you still there? Yeah, we're yeah. still there. Okay. We're, we're I have – my soil over the years, I have built up a a really heavy organic – percentage in the soil i used to haul in i mean i'd go to san antonio i hit every starbucks and bring back eight or ten huge bags of coffee grounds every trip and 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 i'd put in just all kind of compost and so i have a soil that is is um is probably 50 percent compost tell you the truth but it's finished it's not it's not working stuff my question about this is 
you know, I can't, it doesn't seem to hold moisture. It drains good. That's my problem. It drains too good. I've, I've used products on it that uh, they advertise for uh, increasing the tilth of the soil and molasses. And, I mean, it is so friable that, you know, you can't make a clod unless it's, it's absolutely dried like concrete. But I, it just, I water the heck out of it, and it seems like it just drains right off. All right, sphagnum peat is the answer. Sphagnum peat. Put some some uh, Canadian peat, Michigan peat, whatever you want to call it. Sphagnum peat moss. Yeah. The water, now, hold, the water holding capacity of that is almost ridiculous. Um, okay. Although when it's dry, add, it's dry and it'll blow away. So, but you yeah, will, you will uh, start to hold a lot of water and still increase your your uh, uh, P, or decrease your pH because it's going to be acidic. On top of that, even even All if right. you add some uh, more sand or even more more soil, natives, uh, you know, the soil from your area that that'll help reduce that. Uh, what about well now? Let's uh, now before I leave the the peat, do I do I moisten the peat before I incorporate it or not? It don't make any difference or what? Uh, you're gonna moisten it as your every day when you're. Well, not every day, but when you are watering. So okay. it's going to be easier so, to work with if it's moist. If it's dry, okay. it's going to blow away. All right. Now, okay, I will move from the peat to the question that I was going to ask about. Uh, Mark, uh, Mark, had, an Mark, Mark had something to no, I always say. I always chop my chop my sphagnum, but in long strands. I mean, if, it, if you get into the bale. Yeah, uh-huh. But, but not, I'm not talking about the really fine cut peat i'm talking about the sphagnum the the big long okay and gotcha. then then we got we got peat we got soil and then mine is i'm going to add this relatively new trendy product is called biochar and huh. uh uh you have some here i i don't know what we're talking about so okay apparently not okay well, biochar got, is a new is a new trendy product what it is is organic material are you Oh, okay. Uh, by our organic material that is burnt but without oxygen in it. And so it's, uh, it, when you look under a microscope, it's just basically chock full of holes and places where bacteria and nutrients and water can be stored. And so it is a product that they have determined that maybe they, the Native Americans use in high quantities and that's why they could grow products in the uh in the tropics because hmm. tropical soil is worthless oh and, wow and well i'm, I'm dealing i'm dealing with a 20 by 40 garden so i gotta look at a cost benefit issue too but uh, it, it is a little higher you are correct sir you already in in intuitive that it's a little a little bit more expensive. Well, Spag- the spag- the spag- spag- is cheap now either, though. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, well that's true, too. Uh, what about perlite? What? That's, that's pretty be, expensive. That's expensive, and it's more, it's not going to give you water. Vermiculite would give you some water holding capacity. Oh, vermiculite, per- whichever. Perlite's not no, going not, to. Not perlite, no. Not perlite. Okay. But vol- All right, volume well, I appreciate that. That, that, spagnum, yeah. that Canadian peat or sphagnum peat. By weight, will hold uh, more water than anything else we've discussed. Yeah, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a specific 
quadrant of it here and and work it in sections and build on it and try instead that's, of trying to do the whole that's enchilada good idea. here. Even do uh, uh, do do a little experiment with uh, some native soil, and uh, and that that even improves uh, the water holding capability of the organic material. And you had uh, another you, question. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that is that, is is that because of the potential clay in it? Yeah, yes. little, that's part of it. Yeah, and the okay. even even the. Uh, the sand will help a little bit in some ca- in some cases. Usually, uh-huh. we think of sand as being a water. Uh, water moves through it pretty fast, but when it's combined with That's organic material, it's not, uh, usually not too bad. Exper- it, I, I like it, that it, idea it, of yeah. experimenting with it. it yeah, it, I'm going to do uh, some sections of it and do do a little of each and see what's going on. One more thing you might look to get is a product called Hydrotane. And it basically makes water wetter, if that makes sense to you. Uh, yeah. What? How do you spell a hydro? What? Oh, you are asking the worst speller in the world. All right. It, so are we talking about hydrotane? Yes. Okay. H uh, y d r e. I'm sorry. Hydra. A. I'm trying to think now. He's thinking now. Yeah. Hydra. I'm sorry. So hydra. With the E, R E T A I N, hydratane. So you got the H I C A I N on the N. Uh, no T A I N. So uh, H Y. Yeah, H Y. Oh, hydratane. I see yeah. that. Yeah, water. Yeah, hyd- water yeah, D R E T A I N. Now, what is that? A liquid or what? It's a liquid that you spray. Yeah. Uh, and you should do some experiments. If you're going to do that, do some on your grass, too. Make sure, you no. know, it, it is, can make a world of difference in how often, uh, not how much you're watering, but how often you're having to do it. It yeah. is one of the I'm oldest done. and best products. Oh, okay. It's like, I don't know, 25, 30 years old or something uh, like that. Wow. I was going to say older than me. I why you uh, don't hear much about it. All right, thanks, but John. You only really hear about it when we're when the weather's like <laughs> exactly. this. Exactly. Yeah, I see. All right. Well, thank you, guys. Yeah, we got to run to a break. So, thank you for calling. Good questions. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Trace, you got anything, or can you hang with us through the break? Uh, I don't know yet. Okay. We'll see. We'll find out right after this on nine thirty a.m. The answer. Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer. We're going to get to Burton in just a second. But, you know, that deck at your home uh, is an integral part of your home and its personality and your personality. You know, you enjoy going out there, and you don't enjoy going out there just as much if it doesn't look like it did when it was brand new because maybe it just doesn't look that good. And I've seen decks like that. I'm looking at one right now as I look at the um, – nope, nope, stop it out. The uh, – at uh, – DeckandPatioCare.com. Is that a duck? Yeah, that's a duck. Al's making fun of me. Um, if you go there, you'll see the before and after picture of a deck that they did, and uh, it looks great. The new one really does, as Barry Hagendorf says, look like new again. So I encourage you to go to DeckandPatioCare.com. If your deck has been bothering you and you want it to look nice again, 
give them a call, 210-822-9147, 210-822-9147. Go to the website, deckandpatiocare.com, and learn all the great stuff you can that they do at Deck and Patio Care. Been doing this since 1986. Okay, Bert is on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Hi, Bert. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing? All right, and yourselves. It's, uh, I always love it. I call it the uh, Garden Show Comedy Hours because y'all, y'all have so much fun. <laughs> Stop with the duck. Take the duck out of the studio, Al. <laughs> That's, and that's exactly what I mean. I love it. All right. Well, um, being part Native American, and I heard that y'all were just talking about biochar. Yes. It was something that I was raised with also. It was like uh, whenever we had a fire, that's back before all the plastic, because I'm 64 years old. And we, my grandfather said, add the charcoal, whatever's left over, um, until it into the soil. As the, uh, the man that was talking earlier He's having a little problem with the drainage. I don't know. Maybe the charcoal might help him absorb some water. Yeah. Now, charcoal and biochar are slightly different. Uh, biochar is without any kind of oxygen in the process. It's called pyrolysis. Pryalysis. Yeah, I understand. They do it. They they do it in a metal box. There they take you, all the oxygen. There you out. go. You got it. So so uh, what it does is it retains a little bit of the structure and nutrient nutrients involved uh whereas charcoal is pretty much just burnt carbon or uh, right remaining so uh yeah so it's a little bit of difference but the effects could be the same okay and I, the, the only other question i ask you um how does i've just been learning again about a plant and a herb called borage do you all have any knowledge of it, and how does it do down here? Borage. I, I recognize the name, but I'm not sure what uh, this trace is. We, uh, we've I don't know. Before, I, heard it's got, I heard it's got some health benefits. When I was a young man, I, I, I drank it as a tea because I was a young hippie and stuff like that. Yeah. And oh, and I, you know, and I drank whiskey instead of that uh, borage and... Well, yeah, explain, but I, see, I can't lot, do that. I can't, <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I can't do that no more because uh, I've already had liver cancer, so it's like that's a no go. Yeah. Even though I love whiskey, don't get me wrong. But well, uh, all I know there. is that I that it does appear in uh, lots of you know write ups and herb write ups, but I don't I don't know exactly well, what <clears> people <throat> use it for. I don't even remember if we've had it here. Have we? We we've, we've had it. Uh, and I want to say the lady from um, Nature Herb Farm, Mary, Mary, I believe was her name. Yeah. When we when we did the seminar many years ago, she talked about it, but I can't remember what she said specifically. Ah. Well, with, maybe we'll put the word out, and if any of our uh, listeners can give us a little bit of information about. So how do you spell it? It's just B O R A G E. Is that is that Nature is that Nature Herb Farm still like happening or something like that? Yeah. I'm sure. I'm not sure if she's still around there, because I think she's the mo- the mother of. Uh, I, I, yeah, anyway, yeah. New York. No, I just that's all. It was just a question, like you said. The listeners, I'm sure, because y'all got some good listeners and stuff, and they'll they'll just uh, they'll we'll call see what back we can do. Say, hey. You know, right. but thank y'all, and like I said, I always love. It's like uh, 
I, I call it the garden and comedy hours myself. Oh, no. <laughs> so <laughs> let me hear the duck again. We, so, we enjoy having you. So I wonder if this garden and comedy hour is better with Mark or <laughs> with Jerry. <laughs> they're different. All right, take care, you guys. Have a pleasant week. Different. Or they're you might different. say, is it better without Jerry or without? Mark? They're just different. <laughs> they're just different. Well, Trace, what else do you know? We have a uh, open lines now: two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. All right, and y'all have a blessed week. Thank and you. Thank you, Bert. You too. A wonderful selection of odd plumerias. Oh, yeah, that's right. And we, we've sold a lot of them, but there's a lot of still neat colors out there, including. One called Rainbow. Yeah, I don't. Mark kind of um, talked to like Rainbow, like he knew exactly what it was. I got a picture one because guess what? My wife made me buy one. Oh, okay. Uh, I also got a, another color. Don't you have a peach one? There was peach. Yeah, that's the one I wanted. Yeah, um, that was what I ended up having to go home with yesterday, Milton. Ooh, wow! And I think this one that's was actually beautiful. labeled as peach. Yeah, that's gorgeous. Oh, that was. Labeled as peach? I think so. Oh, I, th- no. I thought it was the rainbow, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, Anyway, no, it was No, no, that's what you said. You said rainbow, yes. It was a very unusual color. And then I ended up with a red. Oh, did you do the rainbow? Did you show this pic of the rainbow? I was... I, 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 sh- I sent the pic... Uh, I think it's. I think it was tagged as peach, but I sent the picture to my wife. Yeah. And just because it was a beautiful color. Well, then she expected me to buy it. Yeah. So I had to buy it. But didn't give you direct orders. No, yeah. absolutely not. And, um, of course, the one I took the picture of sold. Okay. And so I had to uh, make take the next one in line. All right. You're a witness, Mark. <laughs> no, I'm not. Calvin sounded like he was the, for the defense. But uh, maybe did. Calvin's the one who bought the one that I was supposed he to get. He might have. Did you buy any more tomatoes today? He, he did. I did. He yeah. was in there this morning. Okay. And I bought a bunch of uh, potting potting soil because I you know expand my container beds so, All right. so well and you know it just it's really stimulating when you when I left there were four tables that, that scared you that yeah, and I got made back, the there's only one table full of uh, tomatoes there but Trace says that, well the selection's still good on the varieties all the same varieties that we were we said would be available are still there, but um, also Trace said that uh, the expects this what next week or the week after. Uh, there should be some more this week. Theoretically. Uh, theoretically, although my facts did not come in, so I won't be able to verify that till tomorrow. No. Mm. So All right. They're good. They're nice looking plants, and the selection's very good. What, what do we have there, Mark? We had uh, tycoon celebrity. This year, Rodeo. Red Snapper. And then Rubio. Ru- Ruby Crush. Ruby Crush. And uh, Cherry Red. Large, large Red Cherry. Yeah. yeah. Large Red Cherry. And let's see. Uh, we hit, we hit, I mentioned Red Snapper. And uh, STM 2255. I guess that's the. That's this year's that was Rodeo. Lion, that was the lion's share of them, I think. Yeah. yeah. That's all I have. But those, uh, and uh, two of the, you know, if you got nematodes, uh, tycoon and uh, celebrity are uh, resistant or tolerant. Uh, so the, you, you would ch- select those. And then, of course, if you want a really tasty uh, cherry tomato, you, it's hard to beat that ruby crush. Yeah, so, okay, so uh, people can call if they can't come now. And, you know, call on Wednesday and see what the new selection is. Um, 
We have lots of peppers, too, out there. And some okra. I was yeah. saying the tall stuff. I had a gentleman yesterday, and I, I'm not joking, he was at least six and a half feet tall. Oh, is that right? And I said, sir, you're not going to be tall enough to harvest that okra. <laughs> and he just laughed at me. <laughs> but you were right. I am right. Okay. Now, which one is that? Which variety is that? I, 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 can't, uh, I can't remember which one it was. I just know it wasn't uh, oh. a short one. Okay. And then I was kind of trying to think, too, what will start coming in? Well, norm- <laughs> normally, normally peppers start coming in right after the tomatoes. Yeah. And then generally the cool weather stuff is available the last week of August, but I'm never brave uh, enough to bring it till the, probably the second week in September. Okay. Because we were talking about some of the planning for the – in fact, you have two uh I have two a vegetable seminars. seminar coming, so yeah. I'll, I'll be loaded for that. Now – no, that's there was uh, that's some the first of August, I think. It's our August. Was it August? No, it's well, August. It was 20th. August. So that's the August. And then the there's, a, there's a fourth one on the fourth, or on the sixth, and the, then on the twentieth. Yeah, the twentieth. No, the the one on the sixth was the blood drive, I think. Oh, okay. And then. We were given these dates yesterday on August, and I can't remember it all. Now there was some question because it was warm season crops and then cool season crops. Correct. And we wondered. If that was a typo or not, and because they, they said one in two. Well, there's two two different seminars. Okay. So okay. All right, we're just checking. One's going to do warm, and then the next one will be for cool weather. Okay. Just okay. checking. Kind of hard to say cool weather when we're but consistently middle, middle above August. But if they wanted to, if folks wanted to go find it, where would they go? Uh, it should be listed on our website. It is, milbergernursery.com. That, that's, that's probably a lead-in. I know. That's a great job there, Mark. MillBurgerNursery.com. You've taught him well. Pat I Wong. know. <laughs> I have taught him well. Obi Wan. Yes. Um, okay. Well, he would be your Padawan. Yes. Uh, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, let's see. What else? Too. Um, anything else you want to brag on? Oh, there was some things I was walking around and saying, "Wow." Uh, we had uh, uh, ground orchids come in. So if you're not familiar with that, it's actually an orchid uh, that that used as a ground cover with a purple bloom. That's neat. Um, cold, pretty cold tolerant. Freeze down, come back out again. Uh, great selection of house plants. Uh, Peter's got that thing stuffed full. <laughs> um, yeah, he does a good job at those. Lots and lots of uh, blooming summer color for butterfly. Well, for people and for butterflies and yeah. hummingbirds. Well, some on of, top the- of that. Some of the crepe myrtles, too, were blooming. Yeah, we've seen some yeah. move out, and they're colorful, too. They're blooming. Um, I'm trying to take a peek at the crepe myrtle here. It's we, beginning to We bloom. did get a, another batch of citrus in, but uh, still not much in the orange territory. But we got some, some more lemons and limes. Lime. And um, calamundan orange, I think, is the only orange we got. Oh, well, somebody was asking about that, weren't they, a couple weeks ago, calamundan? So that's a cooking orange. Yeah. It's not an eating off the tree orange. It's apparently it's a little tart. The calamundan. <laughs> to me, it is. Yeah. <laughs> a, a little. You're being generous. It's oh, a lot okay. tart. Okay. It's a lot tart. It's, it's a well, pu- the it's marma. A it's a mar- marmalade plant. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's see. So we mentioned the peppers. I mentioned the sinisa earlier, but Calvin gets upset when I talk. You know, about there it. was actually a call for rain oh. last night at eight. It didn't happen. Oh, really? What does yeah. a call for rain mean? Uh, well, it came across my little Facebook thing that it might rain. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. 
wishful uh, thinking. Huh? Well, it didn't, 20, 20, it didn't materialize. It must have been raining somewhere. Yeah. The, the sage think it's going to. I know. 20% chance today. but Let me uh, ask you, because uh, I didn't know. I couldn't remember. Um, so we have Compacta, and then we have Convento. Now, how big is Convento? How big does that get? Versus Lindsay Com- Compacta is like a four to five foot. Okay. Oh, okay. Lynn's Legacy is like a six to eight, like okay. a traditional. Oh. I was, that's, it's a little bigger than I thought. Okay. So in my mind, Silverado and Desperado are the best. Uh, the foliage stays denser. Okay. Uh, so the gapping between them is smaller. It's, it's a semi-deciduous plant for winter, and how much depends on how bad the winter is, but that one tends to lose less leaves, or uh, those two. And um, proven to bloom more frequently. Okay. And then um, Mark said they grow pretty quick. Um, they're pretty fast growers. They're not s- slow, but uh, they are. I mean, if you're having, having trouble growing a shrub and you want color, mm-hmm. uh, you'll know when it's going to rain. Yes, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> James is on the line at 210-308. He wants to talk about Sinisa, Calvin. If you want to – are you okay with that? Uh, yeah, you two guys. I mean, it's <laughs> – Two times zeros. All right. James, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing, man? Just fine. I hope you can hear me. I just uh, left the house, and I didn't know I was going to get on so quick, so I pulled, I'm under a live oak. So, cause oh, it that's is nice. hot out here. Yes, yeah. it is. Well, I'm driving, so I pulled over here um, okay, on the side of the road. Okay, at the end of my driveway, which is rather long, um, but on the property across the street, but it's directly across at the end of my driveway, just across the street, there's a Siniso. There's actually two Siniso plants, and one of the two is just in full, full, full bloom right now, purple blossoms. And I didn't hear the earlier conversation, just a little bit of it, and then I had to leave and do something. I don't know what that means exactly, but this is the thing. There's another one right next to it, and I actually think it's a um, offshoot or offspring, if you will, of that original one. I'm not sure, but I think so, and it hardly has any blooms on it at all. So what does that mean, if anything? I don't know. Mil- Milton's the expert on that. Sounds like it's a 50% chance of rain. <laughs> That's a good there one. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a mystery. <laughs> no, we had, uh, we had someone else call, too, and they weren't blooming um, in their neighborhood, uh, in their part of the world, too. But that's interesting that you have there side by side. Has it ever bloomed that you've noticed? Yeah, I called y'all earlier in the spring when y'all had a similar conversation, or on the on Sinisos. I don't know if it was the same conversation. And uh, I told y'all this same one at that time was in full boom. I just don't think it rained then because I haven't got rain in about four months up until last week, or was it the week before? Um, so, like you said, I guess all it means is 50-50. Is there rain in the forecast sometime soon? Because I haven't. I've kind of given up on that. Twenty percent chance today. And I think some on Wednesday. It's it's not I, very high. I was just more depressed about yesterday. Yeah, that we didn't get it. Okay. Well, yeah. well, the only thing. There's a lot, the only a thing lot, a lot of the, yeah. some of the some of the uh, uh, people interested in uh, predicting the value of Sinisa say it's a uh, humidity related. Yeah, that's what. So if it's oh, uh, the the humidity is high, it doesn't you know. It doesn't really matter whether it rains or not. It'll just predict that, that there's a good chance of rain. If the humidity is high, the 
there is generally a good chance of rain. Well, when the humidity's high, it, it rains around me all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, it's called sweat. We're dripping so what, rain, what, Calvin, what Calvin is saying, when the humidity is higher, it causes the Siniso to bloom? Is that is that what I'm getting? Yeah. Is that That's what Calvin said. His nickname is Barometer Bush. Yeah. So Okay. Uh, all right. Well, because since the rain, it, you know, my humidity has been off the charts with the with – the, uh, uh, temperature too so maybe that is what caused it to bloom like this is after the rain in lieu of before the rain coming that, that's what mark Who knows? Who, I oh i didn't hear I the conversation sometimes they I predict apologize. the rain from the past yeah that i can't i was i'm wondering why one's blooming and one's not though Should yeah that's blooming they, or it looks funny the, one just, is just no, really no, full of what I was saying about other. like silverado and desperado they are proven to bloom more frequently oh, so maybe okay. they're maybe they're tricked, yeah, different variety they're tricked easier by the weather oh maybe so than some of the old-fashioned trace uh, tracer mark do you know if they're are they vegetatively reproduced the sinisa the various selections i'm, I'm thinking so because that white one went to a growing operation yeah. that wanted to uh propagate oh, good i was gonna say just by the fact that they have names generally is you want to duplicate that all the yeah. time so because because uh, i think james is right a, a lot of there's a lot of inconsistency in terms of and a lot of it is uh, they're, that they're quite often planted in in soil demanding soil and they're not a not with a, irrigation quite often so i was w- wondering they could be their micro environment so seems like it's so different mm-hmm. from Sinisa to Sinisa too, but I will say yeah, if, if they are the same, some of the same mm-hmm. genetics, it is uh, hard to predict. Sorry, James, we don't have any answer for you. I still like yours. All right, I, I, I didn't mean to stir the pot. I was just trying to learn. You something. did oh, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you did. We Bravo talked maker. to you before, James. You're a pot stirrer. <laughs> oh, all right. Bring some rain. Thank you. Yeah, okay. Yes. We'll talk to you next week, man. All right. We got to take a quick break while we do. You give us a call at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 9:30 a.m. the answer. Riding on the city of New Orleans, Illinois Central, Monday morning rail. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 a.m. The Answer. We're going to talk to Javier in just a second, but I want to tell you about the tree hugger sprinklers available here at Millburgers as well as HEB. And uh, if you're looking to efficiently water your lawn, you're looking to, to make sure that you're doing the best job you can when your watering day comes, uh, get that tree hugger sprinkler, uh, especially for uh, new trees where you want to water the root ball. Uh, you, uh, it wraps around the tree, so it's got a little jaw on it, and you open it up, and then you close it around the tree, so it hugs the tree. And you can just turn it up a little bit, get a nice drip of water, water that root ball, or you can turn it up a little more and water the uh, drip line. There are three different sizes, 7, 11, and 15. Millburgers carries all three sizes, and... Uh, yeah, terrific product. Winner of the 2021 Pinnacle Award for Best New Product. Yes, sir. No, I, wait, I couldn't wait to the end and saying, what's the best buy? The best way to oh, buy. Oh, the best buy, way to buy it to, to save you money. And this is according to the company, is there, is to just get it uh, from your local nursery uh, here. Like So come to Millburgers because uh, 
there's a shipping cost on it. And so, yeah, it, you want to, he was saying, just tell your people to, to get on over there to Millburgers or HEB and get one. So, yeah, you'll find, uh, you'll find out more about it by going to treehuggersprinklers.com, treehuggersprinklers.com, and uh, uh, just uh, check it out here at Millburgers. All right, 210-308-8867. Javier is on the line. Javier, you got a solution for us? Yeah, uh, a while back I had the same problem that that gentleman had with the uh, bees' nest uh, popping up where I didn't want them. And I uh, had a conversation with a friend of mine who's in the uh, bug killing business, and he recommended that I get these uh, pest strips that you hang up. They're, they're usually marketed for getting rid of flies. Yeah. But if you ha- if you hang one or place one. Uh, two to three feet away from a bee's nest or wasp nest, they will. Uh, it the fumes will eventually uh, get rid of the the bugs. I mean, they'll it won't kill them. It, well, one or two might drop, but most of them will just uh, close up shop and move away. The smell is and, what uh, gets them. Yeah, I, you know, as a human, you don't really smell it unless you get up right on it. But uh, it works outside pretty well. I've, I've done it. <clears throat> Hung it on underneath uh, my roof eaves and done pretty well with it. So, so pretty good at the very least, it's worth an experiment. Yeah. I'm just nervous about getting two to three feet away from the hive. Well, well you don't know where it, it is, it, Milton. It's a, it's a gamble. Oh, okay. Exciting gamble. <laughs> <laughs> but I would, I would yeah. look for yeah. the... Uh, it's more adventure in your life. Yeah, I don't need more adventure. Yes, sir. You can find them at, you? You find them at, uh, at the Walmart and uh, oh, yeah. Lowe's, probably. Get and the they, ones for flies? Uh, yeah, they're marketed by a hot shot. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. And, it, and you like said, said, did you work. say you did this, or you just heard about it? Oh, no, no, I've, 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 I've used them, and they work really well. How long did and, it take before know, they went away? And then did you do anything with the, uh, the nest afterwards, like uh, Bud was talking about, where you got rid of it so they didn't come back? Yeah, yeah, you have to remove the nest so they won't come back. Okay. But uh, you know, of course, you wait till they're all they're all moved out. That would be good. And unfortunately, unfortunately, some babies will some uh, baby uh, bees will die inside the nest. You know, depending on how far along they got with uh, building the nest. But uh, I don't it's, think it's Bud was uh, sympathetic to the. <laughs> no, it was, <laughs> Kenneth was. Uh, yeah. Bud probably was. Kenneth. Oh, yeah. Kenneth was it? Was his name? Yeah. Well, it's thank you, Javier. If you don't want to, if you, yeah, it's worth it if you don't want to get stung because, you know, myself, I found out a few years back that I'm allergic to get uh, bee stings. Oh, wow. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't when I was young. But, you know, huh. as you get older, your body chemistry changes, and, and I got stung one day and just about passed out from one bee sting. Wow. Yeah. I say All bee right. sting. It might have been a wasp, but, I, I, you know, they're, they're yellow. Yep, it was a yellow jacket. Let me just put it that way. Thanks, Javier. All right. Now, which one was it? Oh, you take care. That'll free up a line. Still some time to sneak in at 210-308-8867. Wasn't there a thing, too, where if you painted, like, your ceiling, the porch of your ceiling blue, that the bees or the wasps didn't come? There was kind of a, uh, again, kind of an old-timers thing. Does that sound right? Does that sound familiar at all? Yeah, in New Mexico, they do it to prevent evil spirits. Okay, now you're just mocking me. Yeah. 
Well, I'm not mocking you. I'm just. Yeah, okay. if, call right. next week if you've ever done the ceiling blue thing. If you consider wasps and, uh, and, and, and bees. And, and call him about the theory we have with Sinise. Yeah. Hey, hey. <laughs> Enough from the duck gallery. Um, no, I remember a caller called us one time, I'm, and they said if they just paint the ceiling blue, that apparently it's it, it freaks them out or something. I don't know. I'll do more research, or Dennis yes. may do more research. Do more research. Okay. Y'all are going to be sorry because we're going to get lots of calls about this. All right. <laughs> are you saying we're not sorry yet? <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm sensing you're already sorry. I just. All right. 210-308-8867, but we're almost out of time. Mark, do you want to cover, uh, you've been covering some of the uh, water some restrictions and, the, and stuff. Do you oh, want to... uh, water restrictions. You yeah. betcha. You betcha. We are in stage two. We've been in stage two for about 90 days now and then add on another 30 days for stage one and so we've been uh in the drought stages for about four months now and again for everyone that means one day a week watering with sprinklers your day is determined by the last digit of your address no watering on the weekends with the sprinkler out but hand watering and Mm -hmm. drip calvin always reminds me don't forget about the drip maybe done any day uh, but the drip is only during permitted times. Hand watering can be done any time, any day. Okay. And uh, and, and, the, and people, are, fair warning. Even even in stage patrol. two, it's you can uh, do a pretty good job of uh, protecting your landscape and right. uh, with our with this system. Uh, you just got to do. You got to do some planning. You got to determine what your priorities are. Well, what did we say yesterday? I thought it was great. Uh, adjust your priorities and principles or preferences. There we go. That's what it was. Two P's. Yeah. Yes, and and Milton helped help me there. Uh, we are patrolling. Yes. They're out. A word to the wise is sufficient. How about that? Yeah. As, as Jerry's Latin me, teacher used to say. <laughs> yeah, he told me not to 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 uh, emphasize the giving out tickets. Well, wow. he, he says that's not the important. The important thing is to just uh, conserve water and yeah. be careful and. Uh, oh, okay. Say. Yeah. So, so, so yes. I think, it's change, I, think, change. I think I think Mark is enjoying this a little well, too. Well, I, I am enjoying it a little too much, so. <laughs> and, and some of the staff. So. Okay. Uh, but okay. no, Calvin is correct. Change of, of habit and yeah. um, activities is preferred over citations. Yep. All right. We're going to say goodbye for today. Thanks to Mark for coming in. Uh, Calvin, as always. And, of course, uh, thanks to Al back at this station doing a great job. Lots of, lots of great calls, so we appreciate that. And uh, appreciate you listening. I'm Milton Glick. Okay, we're going to get worn after that duck. That's what we're going to do. Okay, see you next week on the... Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn... 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.